Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good everything to all of you. I am back. I am so happy. I just love the show. It really stretches me. It really is such an opportunity also for me to share with you all that I'm learning, all that how I'm growing, all that I understand. And if even a little bit helps any one of you, I'm beyond thrilled. So this show is extremely important to me. You will, it will be a cold day and I don't know, a warm day in hell, I should say. I don't know what the saying is that I would ever stop doing the show. And I'm just so happy to be back to the higher self voice. Anyway, the last week, as you all know, was closed because I was away and I had an amazing, amazing, amazing trip. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about it related to my work and, you know, what I share. But just in general, I flew, (laughs) I don't know, thousands of miles, and I drove 2,000 miles um, over six days and part of the trip. It was, you know, if it's Tuesday, it must be Belgium kind of thing, because I had a different bed almost every night for about a week and a half. A couple of places I stayed two nights, but it was a lot of, you know, real commitment to the traveling around. I started in Georgia and ended up as far north as uh, Hartford, Connecticut. And I was in Connecticut, New York, uh, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, and um, Georgia, as I said. So visiting and doing various things in all of those states. So it it was a lot, but absolutely fabulous. I wouldn't have traded for the world. Okay, so let me just tell you a little bit about what I did on the trip related to my work. The first place I went to Atlanta, I did stay for about a week and met with a gal that had done the transcribing of the tapes for Jane and Company, which is going to be uh, my third book. Um, (laughs) And because she had transcribed all the tapes and categorized them and summarized them and, you know, and did a lot of work on them, she knew the material as well as I did. So I took the opportunity to, of course, I experienced it firsthand. And there's a lot that wasn't on the tape because there's a lot of interaction, a lot of sessions, a lot of meetings, a lot of everything in between. But she knew the general, the specifics not the general, but the specifics of the material. And I felt who better than to brainstorm with and kind of start to get a handle on the approach to the book. And we did just that. And I'm really excited. It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, uh, I just, can't, I can't even tell you how exciting this book is going to be because it's so interesting. It's a story, but it's a true story. And it involves those of us on this planet and those who've laid aside the body. It's a story of Jane who was out of body when we first met her and she was attached to someone who was in body. 
And this story begins with Jane and then unfolds with a higher self leading the fray, so to speak, explaining the situation and how to heal it, how to deal with it and everything. And you meet many entities, many of those who laid aside the body and eventually a partnership was born between those of us in body and those on the other side. And oh, it's just beyond fascinating. It, you're going to learn a lot as well as be, you know, jaw, it's jaw dropping amazing. So you're going to love it. So that was the first thing. But then I went from there to visit a friend in uh, Charleston, and he's a writer. And he said he would help make this book a page turner because maybe you guys don't really know this, but I mean, I know how to write because I've had a lot of schooling, but I never studied writing. I never took any classes in writing whatsoever. So I didn't, you know, not, I, 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 I use an editor. She does heavy duty editing. Let me just say that really important for me because I have something to say. I'm not writing because I just have to write or I don't feel like like I'm myself or something. It comes from this need to share with you the, the amazing information, the incredible stuff that I've learned over time. And so I do need the editor. And I don't know really how much uh, this friend of mine will be helping, but I trust completely that he will help. And so that was exciting. And then I also did two TVs or three TV segments. One, well, two were at a CBS affiliate in Richmond, Virginia. One was live and one was pre-taped to be shown at a later time. And when we get the links to those shows, they will be up on my YouTube channel or on my website or on my Twitter or wherever it goes. And so that was exciting. And that was being a CBS affiliate. It was the biggest studio I had been in at that point in time because I'm really still a novice at this TV stuff. And also I'm a novice at trying to get a point across in like three minutes because that's all you get. And it really takes practice for me because as you know, I blabber on for an hour or two on this show. My information is pretty complex. It's very deep, not complex, hard to understand, but complex. There's a lot of elements to it. And it's hard for me. I'm not a soundbite kind of person, and I'm trying to get better at that. So there's always improvement, and the practice is great. The hosts, by the way, are always really nice, and the staff at these stations, contrary to popular belief maybe, nobody's ever been rude to me. Everybody's been very nice and helpful, and in that way, it's really facilitated my experience with these these little short TV spots. Anyway, the the third one was with an ABC affiliate in New Haven, Connecticut, and that was also really great. Very nice. I had two hosts on that one, which was great fun my first time. And I've just come away from each one realizing that each experience is completely different. That's why you need practice. What I thought I learned in the first one never really has even come into play in any of the others. In each one, I'm learning something else. It's like anything that we we do to develop a facility with it. We have to practice. We have to kind of learn what's out there and how it, different people approach different things and then be able to be very comfortable and go with the flow. 
for example, in the first one, they didn't ask me, they ask you what questions you wanted them to ask. The first one, he asked the first few questions and jumped to the end. I thought, oh, we were out of time, but it turned out it was not that, but I didn't know. Uh, sometimes the host will end up speaking quite a bit and most of what I have to say doesn't get said, but I'm always happy when the host speaks a lot because that means they're engaged in what I'm saying. So that's really a good thing, but Sometimes I come away thinking, gee, I, I didn't really make my point there. And I realize I have to be even more succinct just on the off chance and the fort having it be fortunate that a host might really get involved. And then one time I gave questions and everything and they didn't even talk. They didn't even ask me on the same subject. They completely changed subjects. So, of course, you know me, I can talk about anything. So I didn't really have a problem with a change in subject, but Again, you don't want these things to throw you. You don't want them to make you feel awkward. And the more you do it and the more variety you get, the, the more comfortable you feel in the situation. So, again, I'm still in process. Okay. Now. Oh, oh I have to tell you a funny story. The people who are getting me these opportunities with these shows thought that they might be able to, to have me on a couple more shows when I was in the Southeast. And they, I was turned down, and I'm thinking, oh, they probably think my stuff is way too out of the box. You know, I'm in the South, and maybe they're more conservative. I mean, I really didn't know, but I was pretty sure that it was because I was too out of the box. Only to come find out that the reason they turned me down was because saying I was an energy healer was too vague. What they wanted to know and what their listeners wanted to know was I a channeler or a psychic? <laughs> so I thought, I thought, wow, boy, things have really changed. The world is opening up to this information. We're now changing how we present what I do to these various stations. I don't, and I don't really like to call myself a channeler or a psychic because working with a higher self is quite different. And no, but nobody would understand that just with one word here or there. So I haven't, but we are trying to change energy healer to doing a soul scan. Okay. They won't know what that is either, but maybe that will, they would find less vague. I don't know. Anyway, guys, <laughs> I had to share that with you because that really kind of blew me away. Now, when I got back here, no, actually when I was flying back here, I got an invitation from Eddie Connor and Tony Sweet, they do a show called The Truth Be Told. It's a radio show that's videotaped and streamed live out on the internet. And I've, I've heard, I'd heard about Eddie and wanted to get in contact with him because a couple of my friends who, or people who come to my meetup group told me about him. And they've told him about me. But I was so busy traveling, I was out of town so much that when I was in town, I just didn't have time to get to reaching out to him. So when i flying back, I get an email from me, asked me to be on the show this Friday. And I can, so that was great. And he told me this story, and I don't have the details, but I'm going to have him tell it again on the show because it's kind of a cool story, and I, I myself want to know the details. He told me more than I can tell you because there were all sorts of announcements and things going on at the airport, and I just plain missed a lot of what he said, but, but something along the lines that he was in, I know he was in Peru, 
he was there. Apparently he goes for an extended stay several times. I think this was his first time. And I don't know if he was with a group or whether there were just other people from around the area, uh, around the world who came to, to, I don't know really what he was doing there, but it was something to do with the new age, the spiritual pursuits. And he was stopped on the street by a woman, and he knew her name, so he knew her. He told me the name, but I, I didn't write it down anywhere. And, uh, I'm not even sure I got it correctly because of the noise in the airport. But in any case, he knew her, and she said to him, she was holding a candle, and she said to him, Eddie, <laughs> you have to have this woman on your show. I'm reading her book, it, you know, whatever she said, but you just have to have her on your show. And he said, well, what woman? And she said, Janet Richmond. So, of course, he'd heard about me from the two women that listen to his show and know him and that also go to my meetup group. And so when he came back, he invited me on the show. And I thought that was really kind of fun. I mean, getting that connection from, you know, on another continent. So anyway, had to share that maybe in the show, and I'm hope, hoping he'll give a little bit more detail on it because I'm sorry to be vague, but it really was so loud. Anyway, so the other thing is that I'm also going to be having my own videoed Internet show. It's a radio show that's videoed, and it begins June 21st. I'm going to be sending out all the advertising. We've just finished some of the advertising because I was away. I just couldn't pull it together. I don't even have my guests yet because this will be a show where I invite a guest on. Every week we'll have at least one guest, and I'm going to be doing live healings, just like I do on this show, guys. But the difference is both the guest and I will be videoed, okay, and the guest will be there. So even if somebody, most of the time on this show, you know, I do healings where they have sent me an email. Occasionally we do have someone who calls in and that's always great because then you can hear them for yourself and you can also get the feedback when the healing is done. So there will be some discussion at the beginning. It'll be an hour show, some discussion at the beginning, then I'll do the healing and then the There'll be discussion at the end. There, there could be questions. You know, sometimes when I do the healing, the, the person who's getting all that energy or experiencing it, you know, they're kind of in la-la land like I am. So sometimes I don't get that much feedback. So I'm not sure how that part will go. But I'll always have things to say. You know me. It's hard to shut me up sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so that's the exciting news. And, again, I will send out information both on the, the Truth Be Told show with Eddie Connor and Tony Sweet, airing live this Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 4 to 5. It's an hour show. And I will also send out the information about the June 21st show. Okay. Now, the last show I did was on the pure soul essence and the, the impersonal nature of the originating source. And I have not gotten any feedback on it. Actually, I do think somebody sent me an email but I had so much trouble during all the travels getting on emails. Either I was in the car, on a plane, or somewhere, like a lot of hotels. I was in the Sheraton for two nights, three days and two nights. They had, e they had Wi-Fi. You could get on, but you, it wouldn't work. And then one night, in the middle of the night, I woke up and a panic hit me and I thought, I'm going to try to get on because I had something I really had to get to. In the middle of the night when there was no demand, 
it worked like a charm. It was fast. It was great. But they had one Wi-Fi service for four floors. And the demand between the phones and the iPads and the computers was so high, it, you just couldn't get, you couldn't get it to work. So, you know, that's the kind of thing. And I went somewhere else, and their Wi-Fi was so slow, it took a minute, literally a minute, to open up one email. So I literally had just so much trouble communicating with people. So if you're somebody out there that tried to communicate with me and you still haven't heard, I'm sorry. I got back after midnight on Monday. Yesterday, I had a whole bunch of things planned, and my car battery had died. And I have a Prius, and the AAA guy didn't know how to didn't know how to jumpstart it. So we spent an hour and a half trying to jumpstart the car. Uh, about an hour of that time, I was on with Toyota trying to see if they could show me what to do. Well, apparently a lot of Priuses get it, it's done a certain way, but my particular model, for whatever reason, was not the same way. So luckily that AAA guy just kept persevering and he, he, learned, he figured it out from the manual. And we did get it to work, but then I had to go and get the new battery and everything. And so it was like five hours out of my day. So I didn't even get too many emails yesterday. It was a crazy day. And I didn't, in fact, eat until 4.30 or 5 that day. And I hadn't eaten since 3.30 the day before on the plane. I went over 24 hours eating. I had no food in the house. And I didn't get a chance to shop until 4.30. It was really a crazy day. But I thought about it. And I thought, you know what? That was the absolute best day for me to have that battery go dead. You know, they're going to go dead at some point when you have the car long enough. I really put it in the right time frame, even though it ate up some time and I couldn't accomplish everything. It was the best because each day this week and this weekend, I mean, oh, my gosh, if it had happened any one of the next days in the next week or so, I wouldn't have had that open time. I left that day open because I knew there would be a lot of things when I first returned. All the other days are jam-packed. So it was really actually perfect to a point, but it was uh, it was a time eater. Anyway, I do want to just review briefly before I go on the what I did two weeks ago, or was it two weeks ago? No, three weeks ago, about the impersonal nature of the originating source and how we personalize that energy. And the reason I'm reviewing it, and I don't review often, because it's just too much to, when I have so much else to say, each topic or each healing or each whatever I'm doing takes a lot of time and energy and focus. And I'm reviewing can sort of eat time that I don't want to do. But this information was so key and so important, I am going to review it. Now, I talked about, and actually I do think it was three weeks ago, I think two weeks ago, did I do a healing? Oh, I'm so confused now. I was gone. Yes, I did a healing. That's right. I did it while I was on my trip. That's right. I did it when I was in Atlanta. I think I did a healing on someone. Yeah, I did. Alexandra. Okay. Uh, anyway, the originating source energy, guys, is very impersonal in nature. It is very powerful. It responds it, when we call for it in, in any way that we might call for it. And again, any details on this, you have to listen to the whole show. It's, but it's impersonal. And I use the analogy of natural gas. Natural gas is a powerful energy, Okay. And 
we use it, we're the ones to choose how to use it. It is there for us, so con- it's usually consciously we choose to use it either to heat our homes, cook our food, or maybe we might even choose to use it to burn something down, burn our houses down, or commit suicide or something equally unpleasant. Most of the time, we, you see, we're in the driver's seat and we choose how we're going to use it. Now, occasionally, there's a gas leak or something and we aren't consciously choosing it to explode on us and blow our house up or something, uh, of course. But with the originating source energy, not but, and with the originating source, we can choose to use it both consciously and unconsciously. Um, but unlike the gas analogy, even if we're calling it in, we often do not properly direct it. And therefore, it does, does not do what we expect or what we hope for. So let me explain. Okay, you have this originating source, extremely powerful, impersonal energy. It doesn't make any decisions about how we're going to use it. Each individual makes the decisions themselves. Each individual individual personalizes how they're going to use that originating source energy. Now, even when we are consciously calling it in, and we want to use it for a specific purpose in, in our own good, we don't necessarily get our own highest good. And here's why. Much of the time when we call in the originating source energy, however we might do it, maybe meditating, maybe praying, maybe whatever, uh, just calling it in through our day, If we're not amalgamated with our pure soul essence, guys, our own personal point of power, the originating source comes in and manifests our outer reality based on what we're carrying at the energetic level, based on that energetic baggage that we all have. It takes that fuel and manifests, and that's why we get mirrored on our outside exactly what we're carrying at the energetic level. So we might be calling it in to heal ourselves in some way but if we have a deep belief level that we have to go through whatever the pattern is that we're doing because we need to atone or because uh, we don't deserve anything better in our lives or whatever whether we have those beliefs consciously or not if we carry those beliefs in our energetic level the healing won't come in so that's why we can have people who get miracles in their life or what we would interpret as miracles because they get healed when the odds are so huge against it they get healed maybe physically or in some other way and and many times it doesn't happen because the originating source energy is mirroring what we carry and that energetic level that's how we're personalizing it we're personalizing the originating source energy through our etheric field through our energy identities through our belief systems etc cetera, etc cetera, that we carry at the energetic level and that pretty much isn't that doesn't work for me i don't know about you guys when there's really a better way to personalize this originating source energy there's really a better way and it gives us what we truly hope for and that is to personalize it by utilizing it from within that pure soul essence So this is where the 
consciousness about the pure soul essence, the amalgamating with that pure soul essence energy is so key because if we amalgamate with that pure soul essence energy and then call in the originating source energy, it moves right into the pure soul essence and is working the healing from that pure, powerful uh, level that's in our highest ideal at all times. It's, it's working to manifest from the inside out. It's working to provide us with an outer reality from the purity level of the pure soul essence. We bypass the energetic field. Really important. That pure soul essence for each of us is our most personal, most perfect, most pure, and most potent point of power. You hear me say that all the time because I do it in the amalgamation. And even I, as I said on the show three weeks ago, even I didn't fully grasp the concept and the meaning of that statement. I've heard it since 1983. <sighs> yeah. And it didn't sink in until I reread this material that I already seen, already heard in person. And I think it was in 1986. Had transcribed, because I transcribed most of the classes myself on typewriter, don't you know? And, but when I read it this time, it sunk in because I had so much context. And that's what I talked about on the show. And so anyway, to, to get a much fuller story of how it works and why it's important to remain connected and one with that pure soul essence as much as possible, please listen to that show. It was three weeks ago. I don't remember the date right now, but it, I, I really encourage you to listen to it. I did want to um, review it just to remind you just how important it is. And the recommendation is that we become conscious of the pure soul essence and remain amalgamated with it 24-7. And I'm like, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> but it isn't that we have to do it right now all the time. It's about committing to whenever we think of it to move into that space. We have busy, crazy lives. We do a lot of stuff, and it's easy for our focus of attention to move away. But it does get easier. I'm telling you, the more you do it, the more you do it because the, it, you're building up those habit imprints and which are propelling you to that same action. So the more you do it, the more energy you have behind you that tells you and reminds you to do it again and again and again. And were there times on this trip where I hardly did anything? Of course. But in those 2,000 miles of driving, you have to believe I was there for hours at a time. Yeah, I would check my maps or whatever and then trying to figure out where I'm going, you know, and then I would go back into it. It was such an opportunity when I was driving to just sit in that place and I would then try to get information. It was just so rewarding, that driving, and which brings me to the topic today. And the topic today is first to get the idea of the power that we carry. And second, and I see when I'm reading... <laughs> My assistant had a typo here on the, on the little blurb she had about today. So hopefully 
you probably don't really understand what I'm going to talk about today, but it's no biggie. First, I'm going to explain about the power that we all carry and then why it's so important to tune in to our own higher selves. And the higher, and I'm also going to explain a little bit about some differences in conception. And I hope this will be clear. I found it fascinating myself. There were a couple of questions in this that when I did it the first time, because this too was, this was 1987, and this too I listened to, and this too I trained in person at the time, and this too I transcribed, but there were still elements here that I'd sort of lost track of, and I think you're going to find this really interesting. I get a lot of questions about how can I tune in with my higher self? What can I do? And I tell them the process that I go through, but this really helps give some context. So hopefully you'll uh, understand it and appreciate it. But what I'm going to do first, and what I'm going to be doing from now on on the shows is I'm going to do a simple amalgamation because I want to bring us all into that state of connection with the pure soul essence so that as I speak, the words are moving in through the pure soul essence and the understanding of the words, the receiving um, of the energy behind it and the meaning behind it will move into our consciousness in a more expanded way. Okay? And Joan used to do that before every single class. I never really quite got that until three weeks ago, until uh, what well, was more, more than three weeks ago when I read, reread the material that I just reviewed. But when I reviewed it, it just things went click, 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 click. You know, I just sort of connected a lot of dots in a more knowing sense. And that's what I'm sharing with you. So now I would like everyone, and it's going to be a short amalgamation. We do not need to do long and drawn out. If I were doing a healing, I might draw it out a little more. But right now, I'm not doing a healing on the show. I'm just going to be giving the information. I Because I lost so much time yesterday, I'm sort of scrambling today to, to get time to do more, th- you know, do the basic things we have to do in life. Right, guys? And... So I'm just going to be presenting this information. But I want everyone to sit back, relax, take a deep breath or two or five, and just begin with that process of quieting the mind. And in this new type of amalgamation that I'm now starting to do, and I do think and know it will expand, I want us first to just simply focus on that pure soul essence. Now, you can think of it as the sun within, that powerful symbol of the sun that I like to use. And I'm already sensing my intensely powerful sun moving in through and around. And I want all of you to do it in through and around the physical body and all of our energetic bodies, filling and becoming one with the totality of the minds of this life, the mind of this life that we each have. Each life, we carry the mind. This is higher self information or definition. Uh, We bring in an aspect of our soul that is new and inexperienced, but it's part of the soul, but it's inexperienced. And that they call the mind of the current life. So I want all of us to understand that first we're expanding the pure soul essence, that purest, most perfect, most potent point of power that we all carry. And we're expanding that to encompass the totality of who we are at the mind level. The next 
part of it is that we're going to continue to expand the mind, strike that, we're going to continue to expand this symbolic sun energy out to become one with and fully encompass the totality of who we are at the soul level. From the moment in time we were born as in, within the mineral kingdom and we evolved through the mineral, plant, animal, human kingdom, and then in, of course, to the fifth dimensional realm, and then the return to as volunteers to the human kingdom. And the therefore this beautiful pure soul essence energy is becoming one with the totality of who we are, even going into and encompassing and becoming one with who we are at the sixth dimensional level. Now, we are the view or the perception of that soul process that we're all bringing into a state of amalgamation with the pure soul essence is instead of, I used to see it going horizontally across my field of perception, it's now horizontal, it's now vertical. So the at the mineral plant animal kingdom level, this, our soul was at a lower frequency levels. The uh, evolution is, according to the higher selves, is related to frequency. And the lower evolutionary levels, the frequency is lower and it's more dense. So I'm seeing it vertically with the earlier parts of our journey, more towards going sort of below where we are now, and the more expanded fifth and sixth dimensional aspects of ourselves are vertically above symbolically where we are here standing as facade souls within carrying the dual soul nature but we're within the human kingdom so we're carrying the frequency of the human free will kingdom so this soul process is extremely uh, extended up and down so to speak and with that symbol in mind and we're all amalgamated with that pure soul essence energy with the totality of who we are, I'm going to guess, ask that all of us symbolically step into that energetic diamond field that's because it's energetic, it can expand to encompass the totality of the past, present, and future listeners. And all of us are moving into that diamond so that our soul process is extending from the bottom of the, it's a, the diamond shape is two four-sided pyramids base to base now again it's not solid it's an energetic field and it can we can manipulate it and expand it and this diamond is representative of the originating source of all there is so we're consciously choosing to move within this diamond and there's really i'm seeing hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of souls i'm not good with numbers at all maybe there's tens of thousands i'm not sure because i can't perceive that so many and still follow along with the symbols. I get caught up in sort of you can't see the forest for the trees. So there are many souls that have stepped inside this energetic symbolic diamond, which is the originating source of all there is. And we're fully now working together. Our own pure soul essence is cooperating with working together with the essence, the totality of the originating source of all there is, which carries the infinite resources 
we carry the pure soul essence, so we have a tremendous amount of power. But when we work in cooperation with the originating source, as we are by consciously moving into the center or the within the symbolic diamond, that cooperation absolutely accelerates and empowers all the work that we do. It, it brings us to the very highest level that we can reach at that moment in time. That's what we're asking for, and that's what we're receiving. Remember, we're in this within the pure soul essence. Okay. Now, I want you all to be con- conscious. It's very important of the true soul essence. It's very important for this particular uh, discussion we're going to be having, or I should say monologue, because I don't really discuss it with you, but you know what I mean. Uh, the We're going to focus on the true soul essence, and that's a part of all of us that is fifth dimensional in nature. This is an aspect of our fifth dimensional beingness that we still have. We still have a body and a soul in the fifth dimension. We have aspects of the soul in the sixth dimension, and we have an aspect of our soul seated or anchored within uh, within our beingness here, carrying that dual soul nature with the facade human soul symbolically around it. And the so I want you to focus on that true soul essence. This is very important. This is who you are. And I'm going to explain more of this in the discussion. And I want you to focus on it. I have my own particular symbol. I use a, a it, it came to me, I don't know, a few months ago, a deep kind of blue with flecks of silver and gold. It's a, just an incredibly beautiful color. And it's, I just see it just as I saw the pure soul essence light. It is spreading and encompassing the totality of who I am. And so we are, and I have suggested in the past, you might want to think of it as heart energy, uh, although the heart energy is something very real, but you could, you know, other than the true soul essence, but you can use any symbol you want, but whatever it is, I want you to feel kind of the heartbeat or the spread, the, the movement of that true soul essence energy out and to encompass the totality of who you are. Remembering that the true soul essence is also the anchor point for the higher self that are also who you are at a higher frequency level. And this is going to be really clear after after today. So I want to just give a few moments for everyone to sit and understand that this is a very powerful energetic field. You are tapping into or at least bringing yourself into that state that enables you to tap into the immense amount of power that each and every one of you carry. It's the more you sit in this energy, the more you're going to begin to accept it, which is a big part of the goal. Now with that, I'm going to um, move on to the discussion. And, and I want you as much as you can to maintain that amalgamation. Okay, just hear my words, stand between belief and disbelief. Remembering it is every belief creates a limit. Every belief creates 
the glass ceiling that's very difficult to get beyond. When we make a judgment right off the bat without hearing the full story, without processing it from that pure soul essence level, when, if it's a mind level, we just, we just jump in with the, the judgments or the, the criticisms or the resistance or the uh, disbelief, then we aren't processing, remember, from that pure soul essence level. So just stand in the center of neutrality, allow the information, allow the energy, because the information carries an energy, allow it to flow, and you're sitting in the perfect place because it's flowing from within that pure soul essence. You're processing it from within the pure soul essence since you're now amalgamated. You're processing and allowing that information to flow throughout and move into your conscious awareness from that pure level. Okay? Bypassing those energetics. Okay. So the higher selves really want to have everyone understand the amount of power that we carry. So often in this human realm, you know, that we live in, we see the world and see our lives and we feel powerless. You know, we, oh my gosh, you know, we can't do anything about that. I mean, here I am. My battery goes dead. And it's in a Prius. I have no idea where the battery is. And it isn't anywhere where you would think. It's under the back seat in the passenger side. (laughs) Who knew? Not me. So we feel powerless. A lot of things happen. We have to get the experts in, and then they don't know either. Then what do we do? So, So often we feel we can't do anything about the situations and conditions that move through our lives, that 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 our own personal patterns bring in and and yet we really carry within us so much power beyond our imagination it's far more miraculous and greater far more productive than we just really even have a clue about and this power is continuing to grow why because i've explained to you We have the evolutionary thrust uh, that continues to build momentum uh, exponentially. It is helping all of us gain in frequency, all souls. This evolutionary thrust is pulling all souls into higher frequency. And we're being stimulated by the energy, which means more and more often we're going to find ourselves awakening into a higher level of knowingness, a higher level of understanding. I mean, has anybody else, and I'm sure you have noticed, five years ago, being a channeler or medium would be an immediate no on a, rate, on a TV station. Now, that's what they want. They don't want something vague like an energy healer. What's that, you know? So you see it all around you. You see it, the expansion, the, the acceptance. I mean, I have friends and acquaintances that even last year would not be interested, would not ask me any questions about what I do. And now it's like they can't stop picking my brain. What about this? What about that? And it's exciting. So this frequency level is just triggering all of us to open up and to awaken into higher levels of knowingness understanding so this this is so not only do we have this great power but it is actually growing however we still need to live and breathe here in this human fourth dimensional reality 
even though we're stimulated to awaken into the higher levels of consciousness, but we're still faced often with the feeling of powerlessness. So what do we do about it? Well, it's important right now that we need to really cultivate in earnest. We really need to commit to our to understanding and owning the power that we carry, uh, to use the power to manifest the mission that we're all on. Uh, we've all, we all have the mission in some way to spread this energy to the planet and to the souls upon the planet. Now, to, just to spread the energy to the souls on the planet is part of the teaching process in, in a way that each of us are, are going to be involved in. Okay. Now, the higher selves use <clears throat> words, and, and I paraphrase them. Trust me. When I'm reading this thing from Joan, it's 12 pages. I reduce it down to five. It is very esoteric, and I translate it and give, I mean, paraphrase it and give examples and try to make it more easy for you all to understand. It's not that it isn't easy to understand, but it's easier when you start at the beginning and you you get used to their way of expressing. <laughs> so I'm used to it. So for me, I can understand it, but I'm part of my quote-unquote job is to take this information and really paraphrase it so that everybody can grasp it uh you know not everyone has the fortune or the possibility to listen to the material in its originating original form in a sort of systematic way so that you take on their verbiage slowly but surely so that when i pull something out from march of 1987 it's including verbiage from four prior years that I understand, but I need to translate it for you all. So, okay. Okay, so we are involved, going to be involved in teaching this information, but the higher selves are really want to be clear that they use the word teach, but it doesn't mean that we're going to move out of our everyday world, put ourselves, this, this, this is what they actually said, put ourselves in long white robes and go out and make sure every individual follows the dictates of the higher self philosophy. It means that not at all. Okay. Instead, to teach for, from the higher self per perspective is simply to entertain the idea within our own minds that we are carrying and providing this higher frequency energy that from that true soul essence level, from our fifth dimensional vibration or fifth dimensional frequency, how flowing that energy is going to happen with each and every one of us, you know, I, I don't know. It seems like I'm flowing it out by being on the radio and writing books and that kind of thing. But for each individual, there's going to be a different way. There is no one right way. Every individual dual soul nature soul is going to be doing it in their own unique way. Okay? 
I don't know what it is, even with my clients. I don't get that information from the higher self because they want, not they want. What is important is that each individual gets it for themselves from that pure soul essence realm. It isn't about me telling you mind to mind or even higher selves to your mind level what it is you're supposed to be doing because we're unlimited in nature. There isn't any shoulds or ought tos or supposed tos. It will unfold as your soul unfolds. And that's what happened with me. I mean, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have had a clue that what I'm doing today would ever happen. No clue. I just took, it's a process. You take one step in front of the other. I mean, the first step I had to take was even to entertain the idea that there was something I had to say, something I had to offer and to accept that in myself. It's the acceptance of who you are that's really the first step. So we're all on our own timing as well. The I met Joan and started taking on this information way back in the 80s. And I played out what's becoming my mission, so to speak, although I don't even think of it as a mission anymore. I just think of it as who I am. But for... For some reason, I started 30-whatever years ago, I guess 40 years ago now. Was it 40? No, 30. 30 years ago. Anyway, 30-plus years ago. I made the decision to do that a long time ago, and I understand why. Because Now I understand why. Because at the soul level, going through this long process gave me the concept, gave me examples, gave me, you know, I was presented with every single difficulty there possibly could be. I went through it, came to understand it, worked to heal it. And so now that I'm moving to share it with you all, I have a lot to share. Maybe it's TMI, right? Too much information. Maybe you get sick of hearing about my stuff. But in fact, I really think that it's a positive thing that I can I can't I don't have to give you just general concepts I can give you actual examples and I think because what my and I didn't know at the time of course but I think what was so important for me was to go through that process because at the soul level my soul knew what I was going to be unfolding I didn't know my mind level no clue but the soul level I knew and so I went along with the program. I resonated with it. It felt right to me. I think I've told you, I never did any other kind of seeking and searching, which Joan did. Joan called herself a metaphysical groupie. She went to every group there was in L.A. And she eventually came to the place where she realized she needed to bring in her own information. And she found out later that was an impress from her higher selves. And she went about it in her own way and moved into bringing in this higher self information. I never went through that kind of process. I, the very first metaphysical group I ever went to was Joan. So I don't have the understanding or I didn't go through the learning process that a lot of others have gone through and they're going through it for their own reasons, their own, uh, you know, to, to gain the information, to go through their own learning and healing process in their own way. We all have our own way. That's the point. So 
But even if we don't do anything overt, we have to understand that we are still teaching. And I put it in quotes because that pure soul essence, that true soul essence that we carry is a fifth dimensional soul essence that we carry as part of the dual soul nature. So that energy is beaming out and touches 24-7 and it touches the humanities at large. So we are, quote unquote, teaching through this flow of energy and we're assisting the bringing of a higher vibration into the force fields of energy around the planet. Okay, now the force fields of energy around the planet are what the higher self call the astral. Now, I've done several shows on the astral. They are indexed, I believe it was last year. Um, So if you need to learn more about the astral, please tune in on those shows because the astral is really explained in perhaps a slightly different way than the information you're going to get or understand from other sources. But to understand these four fields and the incredible power they have, uh, it's probably very important for you to listen to those shows or read my book. I actually have it in Soul Psychology. I have a whole section on the astral because it's just that key to understanding. Anyway, uh, briefly, the astral is... Uh, our force fields of energy that's been placed by all the humanities of all time. Every thought, every emotion, uh, it's even been imprinted by the process of the souls in the three lower kingdoms, which is pretty darn fascinating. And it's being regenerated moment to moment to moment because there's billions of you on the planet at all times. So this is a reservoir of an immense energies immense energies that are affecting all of us all the time. But all of the fifth dimensionals, those carrying the dual soul nature, as we beam out the energy flow from the true soul essence, that energy flow is not only assisting the humanities and the or the four lower kingdoms from mineral to the humans in the evolutionary process, but is also assisting in moving the astral frequencies, which many of which are extremely low and dense and pretty terrible, um, in, ra- in raising the frequency. So if we did nothing overt, if we weren't active in any way in helping, in you know having any kind of mission, we're still caught up in getting our careers off the ground because we have to live and breathe and make a living and support our families, et cetera, et cetera. We, that's part of the reality, this, this human kingdom. We, we can't all go into communes or monasteries or whatever, Buddhist temples. We can't do it. There's Most of us are in this real world. So we may not be able to do anything overtly for many years or even decades. The point is, we are assisting simply by, we are teaching. We are assisting simply by being present on the planet and projecting that flow of energy 24-7. So that's important. Now, what the higher self wants us to do is to become accustomed within our own minds, our own fourth dimensional human minds here, to the idea of the power that we carry. Because as we become more accustomed to it, 
we will more be able to deal with the difficulties. It, you know, so funny, I was reminded when I read this, the higher self would say the fourth dimensional realities. Well, the, the, the real thing that they're trying to say is the fourth dimensional difficulties that we have. They are realities for sure, but they always had a way of, um, because for them, they, they, they're very neutral and they're very unbiased and they, they don't tend to use loaded words like difficulties. But between you and me, the reason why it's important for us to become more accustomed to this and accepting of this power that we carry is because we are more able to deal with the difficulties, the, the hardships, the, the hurts, the wounds, the, the fears, whatever it is that, are, that we are experiencing in our everyday lives. So, um, so that's important. We, we want to become accustomed. I'm going to get back to that in just a minute because they, it, I want to go on to do a kind of an aside here for a minute. The higher self explained, and I'm glad they did because, as I said, I didn't really, and I have not gone through a lot of the other metaphysical, new age, spiritual groups I've not experienced them. I haven't read the books. As I mentioned, you, you know, many times on the show, when I first met Joan, waiting to have a class, because that's what it was in the beginning, once a week, was not enough for me. I was like a sponge needing to be filled with water. And so I went to the local bookstore and I would read everything. I probably took, I probably bought between 100 and 150 books. And would start reading them and thinking that all the metaphysical stuff out there was going to be like Joan's stuff. And it wasn't. Um, of course, a lot of what's out now was not out then. We're talking the 80s, the early to mid 80s. And so half the books I never finished. Some I only read a little bit of. I really probably only finished maybe 20 books out of that whole bunch. And they were great. But I finally stopped doing that and realized right now, anyway, I'm not going to get anything more uh, from them. Um, so I didn't know this Pete. The point is I didn't know. Now, many of you may know this next bit of information. I didn't know, but I'm going to share it with you in case you uh, didn't know. But the higher self were saying that many um, people who take in the idea of uh, the understanding, I guess you would say, of, of being a fifth dimensional at the fourth dimensional mind level are, no, 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 excuse me, that, that's not what I'm trying to say. Strike all of that. Um, skip all of that. There, it, it, I thought I was going to get to the piece that I didn't know about. This part I know. What's important for all of us is to, all of you or all of us to understand is that when we're working with a higher self, we are literally, quote unquote, channeling the part of us from our higher reality. The higher self that I speak of for each of you is, is really you. Okay, they belong to each of you individually based on the idea that you all are carrying the fifth dimensional true soul essence. 
the fifth dimensional vibration. What this doesn't mean is that the higher selves are some external guardian or teacher. They aren't external. They are you. And they're not going to come forward and direct and guide and control you or place you in the proper place from some sort of external control. The higher selves are not external. Really important for you to understand. In fact, the higher self go on to explain that it would be easier for us to connect if they were some sort of external spirit entity or master teacher. Now, I thought that was interesting. This is part of what I didn't realize, okay? Why? Why would it be easier to connect with them and learn from the higher selves, our own beingness, so to speak, at the higher vibrational level? Why? Because spirit entities and master teachers are external sources of health, information, whatever, and they're unrelated to the individual, And because they're external and they're unrelated, we're not as blocked communicating with them. Now, that I thought was really interesting because we are blocked communicating from ourselves to ourselves, from one level to another. And why is that? It's because aren't we used to speaking to others that are external to us? It's part of our natural process. We have dialogues with people who are external to us, very, very normal. We listen, we hear the words, we have ears, we have eyes, and they speak to us, we speak to them, and there's a communication. This is normal and natural, so that when we go to communicate, those people who do try to do this uh, with the exterior, the entities or the, those who've laid aside the body or uh, master teachers or whatever, spirit guides, Uh, It's an external source, and picking up the dialogue or being part of the listening process is is really, in a way, more natural and easy. There's no blockage here. But when we are processing the higher self-input from ourselves, it's a matter of not communicating so much as it's a matter of awakening our fourth dimensional self awakening to the voice that's attempting to penetrate our fourth dimensional mind from the higher frequency within us. We don't have a lot of experience with that. It's kind of unknown. It's kind of, um, got a better word than unknown, but unknown is good. We don't have practice. We don't have practice with that kind of communication. It's, it's an awakening of us at that fourth dimensional mind to the higher level energies, information that, are, that we carry within that are trying to penetrate into that mind that we have. <laughs> but we don't have those same ears. We don't have those same eyes that we have when we're talking with someone in body and or out of body that are external to us, we don't have that practice, so to speak. So there is a very distinct difference between getting information from 
the guides, from the master teachers, from another person, then there, then it is getting information from the higher self because that process is totally within you, each and every one of you. Even if there are people listening to the show that aren't fifth dimensional carrying the dual soul nature, doesn't matter. You still have aspects of yourself. Any human on this planet right now has aspects of itself that has evolved into the fifth dimensional realm. So there's still parts of you that carry that higher frequency, that that higher knowledge, uh, but it's still within. It's within. Much different. That's why Joan never called herself a channeler, never called herself a medium, even though she could easily communicate and, and relate to the external sources. She had a brilliant talent at that also, which is why I don't call myself a channeler or a medium. She called it going into frequency because she was moving into the frequency she carried, and which is exactly what I do, the higher frequency of information that comes from within. And it isn't easy. As you know, I've worked a long time. And then when I stopped doing it for a year plus when I, in 19, 19, 2013, I haven't fully gotten back to that process and doing it word for word like Joan did. I can bring in the information much easier now in general, but I bring it in downloading or uploading, I should say, from within coming up from symbolically the pure soul essence or the true soul essence moving into my consciousness, I get the concept, the whole concept, like almost in a second or three, and then I have to find the words to explain all that I came to understand. It's fascinating. It's it's taken me a long time and a lot of practice and a lot of connecting and a lot of accepting of myself and, and accepting of what's going on with me and really learning to understand it and be able to verbalize it. And this is something that I want to encourage, and it's really important for each and every one of you to work on this. Now, so it's because it's really a matter of awakening within and allowing the those higher frequency concepts and insights and knowledge to move into and penetrate that fourth dimensional mind that we have. I mean, it's not easy. Okay? Luckily, the higher selves don't seem to care, you know, that it takes a long time. There's no impatience. You know, these kind of things are human uh, responses. But the higher selves, they just just are, you know, who we are. We are ourselves and we know ourselves and we just, the, the, the process of trying to penetrate is ongoing. It's just completely ongoing. And when we finally get to the point where we are awakening and we can tap into that information that we will and we do, and the more we do it, the more we accept that we have it and that we can do it, the more we're cooperating consciously with that awakening process. Okay. It is difficult, guys. And I have a lot of requests from people that want to be able to hear 
what their higher selves are saying. And what I'm saying here is it just, it's a process and it's a step by step. The first thing is to come to accept that that's who we are and that it is within, it is not external. Okay. Now, when they say it's actually easier to hear an external source, it doesn't mean that's the direction we all should take. Can we work on picking up information from guides and master teachers or whatever? Absolutely. I mean, it's not that we have to stop doing that. But when we do it, as we do it, it, especially if we're really focusing on it, what if, what's happened is that we've taken the focus of attention off acclimating and becoming accustomed to listening to ourselves from that higher frequency level. We've just taken the focus away, keeping in mind that spirit guides and master teachers are still at the human level. That's another reason it's easier to hear because they're, they're, Frequency is the same as us at the human facade level. So it's easier for us to relate to that frequency. Those of us who are, I mean, not those of us, but when you try to move into and move up to be able to hear and allow the higher frequencies that we carry within to penetrate the mind, those are frequencies that aren't carried by the spirit guides and the master teachers. So it, it is, it is more difficult and it needs our focus. So again, this is not a, in any way, shape or form, telling you you shouldn't utilize those external sources or that there's something wrong with that. But just to be aware that if we focus, if our main focus is on the external source, the focus is taken away from developing the connection to and hearing and moving into those higher frequencies of that fifth dimensional energy that we carry, each and every one of us carry. Understand that it's the fifth dimensionals, by the way, that carry the dual soul nature, that have laid aside the body in heaven that train the master teachers and the guides. Okay? And you'll learn about, I think if you read my book, Soul Psychology, I don't know... Maybe I didn't say it in that book, but it's going to come out in Jane and Company because the the master teacher that I talk about in cell psychology that, that I actually quote from a lot of what he said to us in the group once, his name is Jerome, but he also worked with us, works with Jane and Company. And it's very clear that he working with Jane and Company because they are familiar with the fifth dimensional vibration. And you'll learn a lot about it, but understand what you all carry is immense. We, and it's not about ego. This isn't about entitlement. This isn't about arrogance. This is about acknowledging that we've come in with a great resource. Each and every one of us carries that resource, that true soul essence, that we can allow more and more to penetrate and awaken our conscious mind. Very important to understand that. So again, I want the focus of attention and encourage you as much as you can to amalgamate with the pure soul essence and the originating source, but also then to 
allow the focus of attention to go within. Now, this is the part, another piece um, that I didn't realize. The higher self explained that the idea of higher self that is in general out there in the metaphysical community, in general, now this doesn't mean that there aren't some some specific things that out there that don't mean this, but they said in general, the, the idea of the higher self that is out there, they're referring to the pure soul essence, not to the higher self of our own fifth dimensional nature, okay? So it's different than the way the higher selves explain it. doesn't make it wrong. I'm just explaining that it's different. Um, and they go on to say that what's also generally misunderstood, and this part I knew, is that everything takes place one step at a time. There's often a concept out there that everything is really happening at once, but actually, as I've explained, both in my book, Soul Psychology, and here on the radio, that evolution takes that place one step at a time, so that in order to reach the higher self of the pure soul essence, we first, each individual must first lay claim to each level of consciousness that we happen to be on at any point in time, okay? To facilitate this and to accelerate it, we need to amalgamate with that pure soul essence, which, of course, we do every week, and I I encourage you to do it every day, at least once, if not many times, and also to plug into the originating source of all there is, which is also, again, part of the amalgamation, because this helps us to lay claim to the level we're at each moment when we, as we move along. So when one in general speaks of reaching the higher self as thought of in general as the pure soul essence, the indiv- every individual has to first come into an, an understanding and lay claim through all the various levels or frequency levels or realities that they are processing in at each moment in time as evolution moves forward one step at a time so does the ability of each individual to move through all these realities until at such time we have the ability to actually touch and communicate with that pure soul essence okay So communicating with the pure soul essence, which is actually an aspect of the originating source, comes after many steps of laying claim to the levels, the frequencies, the understanding where we are at any moment in time. And I'll explain a little more on that in just a minute, but I want you to to just go back to the idea that when I talk about the higher self, or the higher self. I use plural because that's the way it was always done, so I've got the habit. I'm talking about the fifth dimensional frequency level that each and every one of you carry that carries the dual soul nature. And those, even humans that haven't, that have fifth dimensional aspects. It's the higher frequency level, the evolutionary frequency level that we have reached. We graduated from the human kingdom eons and eons and cabillion eons ago, and we moved into that fifth dimensional dimension or fifth dimensional uh, level, which the higher self called the inner, I-N-N-E-R, planetary level. But 
doesn't matter the terms, it's no biggie. But um, I did want you to understand we all, by the way, have six-dimensional aspects, which I did mention, because of our work that we've done as returnees. We have already evolved many aspects into that fifth-dimensional level, six-dimensional level, and that, too, is part of the amalgamation when we are amalgamating with the totality of our soul process. Um, So we have the ability to tap into an inordinate amount of power. And at the fifth and sixth, and of course the sixth, at those levels, we do have access to the power of the pure soul essence. So you and I are all carrying the ability to tap into that pure soul essence level. Because having reached the fifth dimension, the fifth dimensional frequency, we carry, we have we have acclimated and claimed and owned at each level of human as we evolved first through the humanities. We have claimed exactly what we needed to do. We've become conscious of what we needed to do. And we were able to then reach the level of being able to tap into that pure soul essence power. So not only have we, or do we carry it within, but we've used it the whole time we were part of the fifth dimensional and still do, uh, reality even before we returned as volunteers. So let me just tell you, we have the experience of using it. We have the knowledge inside. And that, again, is why we want to, con- to keep the focus on going within and allowing the higher energies that we carry to move into and awaken us at the conscious mind. That's where true awakening is going to happen. That's where the expanded awakening is going to happen. It is, doesn't mean we can't go out and get information from, from whatever, but understand that the more we focus within, the more we are cooperating with the awakening, the more we are accelerating the awakening, and the more we have the connection to some incredible amount of power. I mean, I'm telling you, it's, incredible. Now, have I reached that incredible amount of power? No, not yet. But because of my my particular journey, it's just like it's over the horizon. I feel it so right there. And so I know that that's where we're going. What what I'm reading, what I'm seeing, what I'm understanding from the higher self is I can see that's where we're going. And I do get these ginormous concepts that flow in to, to me, like what I, uh, one show I think I did on water. I've been getting more information on water, guys. And now I ask, and then, whoa. And so I am understanding this awakening process in a, at a gut level, at a knowing level. Am I there all the time? No. I mean, I get just as, you know, busy and distracted as everyone else. So clearly, I have a long way to go. But I'm telling you from my gut level, this is something we can all do. And you don't have to go through as many years as I did because you're starting when the frequency is much, much higher. But again, my process was important to me because I lived through what a lot of people have experienced. And I'm able from that place to say, hey, you know, you're going to get through it or whatever else. So the point is, we want to consciously cultivate the idea of laying claim 
to all that we are in this reality, not just the human part, but the reality, the higher reality we carry, because this is going to allow us to more easily penetrate and access the pure soul essence. So it's not only the fifth dimensional understanding, we get to go to the, to the pure soul essence level. That's so ginormous. It's hard to wrap my head around, but I'm still blown away from the, by the fifth dimensional level permeating, you know, that, that fifth dimensional information and knowledge that we all carry. I'm still blown away by that. There is hardly a day or a week that goes by that I'm like, oh, my God, how fascinating is that? Never would have thought of that in a million freaking years. So that's what I'm telling you guys. The more we consciously cultivate the idea of becoming conscious of all that we are in this reality and claiming that power. We can't just leave kindergarten and enter college, guys. It has to it has to do with the commitment to accept all that we are. And I don't know if you'll remember, but in December, I realized I hadn't fully accepted all that I am. And I never taught this higher self information that I've been teaching since January. Never taught it. Never brought it out. I held on to it. And it was in December of last year that I'm did this huge healing. It was so profound that I was crying and I realized that I wasn't accepting all that I am. And when I did that, the turnaround was huge. It was 180 and I just changed the nature of this TV, of this radio show and I absolutely have been sharing with you all this powerful information that I hadn't. And why? It, it's hard now to even understand why I hadn't. But I didn't. And the time it made sense. Um, wait a minute, my assistant is here. I thought it'd be done earlier. Come in, Catherine, but please be quiet because I'm not quite done. Okay. But you can come in. Okay, so guys. Sorry, I didn't I hope I didn't scream in anybody's ear. Um so we are powerful, and by recognizing and claiming it at all levels, we're going to take our lives into a much higher, more practical, more positive outward experience, and the um, you're going to open to that purity and perfection and potency of that pure soul essence, and we'll be able, we'll all be able to manifest and bring the material good, the spiritual good, every kind of good into you know our lives. Now, I do need to say this. It's very important. It's also essential to understand that we can more easily and effectively do this by continuing to claim and purify and neutralize our etheric bodies, the thought form body, the habit body, the emotional response body. Very important to continue that because that still makes it more difficult for us to Except we carry all those limiting belief systems there. So it makes it more difficult for us to accept. So I, it's just so important uh, because it really, it's, it's our way of cooperating with our own awakening and our own claiming of all that we are. It's just much easier if we're not carrying those 
belief systems that are constantly making, giving us feelings and restricting and limiting us. So understand, guys, we're pioneers. We've come to in to demonstrate many different ideas and concepts for the humanities to help them accelerate the evolutionary process. And it's as if we're in place right now so we can learn to swim. That's what the show is. It's I'm teaching you guys how to swim because if we can't swim, we can't save a drowning person. So we need this time. We need these ideas, these concepts to help us continue to move forward. So it's important for us to really commit to actively working on our own reality, to practice, to practice having conversations with ourselves, to tune into our own totality, to ask questions and then listen. Now, you may not get a voice, I rarely get a voice. Joan got a voice all the time, so everybody's going to do it in a different way. But just focus on all that you are within. It may come through much easier, more loud and more clear from another person or from a spirit guide or a master teacher. And that's okay. It's not that it isn't okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But remember to focus within because if it's a continual focus without, it really takes away from your accessing all that you carry within. It takes away. It, and, and again, there is not, there's no implication here that um, you can't have that exchange with whatever the external source is. But the more often that we each sit down and actively work on cultivating and hearing our self in the higher levels, moving into and accepting those higher frequencies, allowing those frequencies to penetrate the mind, to awaken our understanding, expand our knowledge and our grasp of what's going on, the more often we commit to that, the more quickly we can consciously lay claim to the power that we have in this reality. And we will open those doors more and more to reaching into and being able to pull the information out from the pure soul essence. Okay? And with that, the show today is basically over. I hope you understand, please, my email is Janet at JanetRichmond.com or Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. I do want you to understand, I, um, or no, I do have a new website. Woohoo! I should have brought this out in the beginning. It's, it's not perfected yet, but it is available. It is a website really dedicated to the whole media thing. Um, but you, it, So it's different from my main, meds, main website. It's JanetRichmond.net. Okay, JanetRichmond.net. And you can take a look at it. Uh, I, I actually haven't, my assistant's been so busy, but she has worked on it some, and I know there's going to be more work done on it uh, coming up. I know there's more uh, logos of the TV shows that I've been on that I don't believe are on there yet. So it will it will evolve over time, but, you know, you can at least take a look at it and see. It was 
part of helping me become more media savvy. And it's the website that when the the person who's trying to help me get some of these opportunities on TV, that's the website they're going to be giving them. And so there's a kind of a whole new look. It's sort of an updated look. You might like it a lot better. I don't know. We just have so much going on that I don't know exactly how the websites are going to, maybe they'll merge at some point. Maybe I'll have two different ones for two different reasons. I'm really not sure, but it's JanetRichmond.net. I invite you all to look at it. I also invite you all to please email me, Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com or, as I said, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Questions, comments. Next week, I believe I'm going to be doing two healings. I have committed to these two people, and they've been waiting a bit, so I'm going to do two healings next week. I will not be doing any higher self information, but I think I'm getting to understand that there needs time to process and acclimate to some of this information because it's pretty out there. It's pretty intense, and I encourage you to listen to the archive shows at least one more time to kind of take it in. I realized how important it was for me to transcribe the tapes that I got from Joan because I locked so much in, so much understanding in in those early days. And even then, I didn't have contact or experience with it that I didn't pull uh, the full knowing of it, but I understood a lot at the conscious level. And it helped. It really helped to re-listen. You know, it's certainly up to you. Hopefully, you, you know, they're podcasts. You can download them onto your phone or your iPad. You can listen to them directly from your computer or any other MP3 player. You're not limited. But I really encourage you to do it and also to listen to the healings. Remember that a healing for somebody else, you are also going to get the benefit from. So it's a very it's very powerful even if I'm healing someone else. And I do explain that, I think, on most of the healing shows. And with that... I'm going to say goodbye, and until next week, I will, again, as I said, I'll have two healings next week. If you have any questions, guys, please get in touch with me. I do answer everybody at least 99% of the time. I can't say that one or two emails haven't sort of gotten lost because it has happened. I mean, I get 50 to probably 75 emails every 24 hours. Of course, some at junk, but I get a good 30, 40 that I have to do something with not only business but you know personal ones and um, sometimes I occasionally lose one but don't feel that it's personal to you just contact me again send it again just in case you missed it the first time but really I like to get back and I do get back to everyone okay so I'm thank you thank you thank you all the listeners I just honestly can't thank you enough for being out there for listening for being part of the community that that we are all building and the really gives us all the ability to expand and grow and learn and process and remember I'm an external voice okay I'm an external voice sure listen to my show get the technique to go within and listen to your own internal voice focus on that more than focusing on the show. I'm the external voice for you guys. But again, you getting the concept, but please, I encourage you to use it.
with that, I thank all of you, and I love all of you, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.